Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. Hey Grant, welcome to the studio. Good morning, T. I like the uh, renovations you've made. <laughs> uh, what kind of a renovation? Well, you have some more uh, sound dampening systems working for you. I like that. It's cozy. Yeah, whatever I can do, right? Until I have million subscribers and I'm invited to record this in an actual studio. So a million guys, that's what we need. Right now we're at 999,000. So only 100 more. <laughs> Be one of those 100 people to help us out. Right? What are we going to talk about today? Today's podcast is a fundraising drive. <laughs> it's NPR. Every 30 seconds we're going to talk about the fundraising. <laughs> I like that, yeah. So this music you're listening to is only... <laughs> only available. Subscribe now and we'll send With you... With the listeners like you <laughs> who like to donate. What could we send as gifts? Like just a thank you letter? <laughs> we'll send you a thank you letter signed by T. We'll send you a picture of this studio, including my car studio. Wow. Like I talked about your with mobile, Mary last Your mobile time. studio. Yeah. Yeah, this is your uh, home studio, but you also have a mobile studio. Well, Mary said I'm, I'm evolving, yeah. so that's good. Yeah, I heard that. That's, uh, I agree. It only took, what, 35 episodes? You know, I was just watching this Korean drama that came out in 2006. Yeah. And it was really, really huge, and I never watched it because my life was pretty crazy around that time. So I didn't even know about that drama. 2006? Yeah. And it's really good, but you could definitely tell it's old. Right. I mean, I feel I don't think that it's that old, but what is it? It's like 16 years ago. 17. 17. 2023. Yeah. It's so. almost 20 years. Yeah, I mean, so you can tell, like, it's old. But it's it's really good. And that kind of made me think, like, how much this Korean media right. has come. Yeah, how much it's changed. Yeah. What like, made you it's wanna, evolved. What right? ma- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like you. What made you want to watch it? Well, I remember uh, somebody said that main character in that show was kind of like me. Oh. So you know, you want it's to not a good character. It. Wow. Music too. Although I think some of the old Korean music is it better, right? Than, than the current K-pop, what's known as K-pop, you know. Hmm. Speaking of K-pop, I just saw news that uh, what's his name, Jimin of BTS, is gonna be on Fast and Furious OST soundtrack. Soundtrack or in the movie? No soundtrack. Okay. I think it's Jimin. Good for him. Yeah. Does he have a solo? I don't know. I, I don't. Well, I don't even know. I think it's either six or seven. I don't even know how many. 
Glazer and BTS. I think, yeah, I think it's seven, but I don't know either. I Wasn't one of them named Jungkook? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. I remember we did, that. We didn't marry for this. <laughs> she could And I apologize to the armies. Yeah, well, two of the BTS, I think two, two of the BTS members are in army right now, the actual army. Right. Not the fan club army. Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, um, you know, a lot of the their fan base was upset, and they wanted them to have uh, an exception to not go. That was huge. I in heard Korea. about that. Yeah, it really blew up. I think the like, BTS members themselves were probably okay with it. They didn't want exception right. because they didn't, they didn't want to be perceived that right. Yeah. They're taking advantage of their status, right. or you know. But their fans were like, no. I think fans were. It was like house divided. Some yeah. fans were like, you know, they're worth, you know, financially, like they're contributing so much to Korean economy. Right. But also, some fans were like, more the reason our opas shouldn't be excluded. Should, yeah, shouldn't be dismissed because yeah. that's gonna backfire us. Yeah, I think it's good. But yeah, anytime that, anytime there's a personality, like a big figure, it's always an issue whether they should serve in the military or not, because Korea has uh, mandatory military service for all men. Two years? Is it still two years? It's 18 months. Wow. I think that's good. That'd be fun. I'd enjoy that. I wish they did that in America. (laughs) It would never fly, but I wish they would. 18 months is, you know, whatever. Even if it was like nine months. So today we're going to talk about a drama that's about military service. Oh, good. That was a nice segue, right? Yeah, was that it didn't go like I, <laughs> It didn't go like I planned, but I think it was nice. It worked. <laughs> the key is when you know it's really good, you don't talk about it. Right. So you just got to pretend like it just happened naturally. Right. Well, so another big issue in Korea right now is severely decreasing population. Okay. Population decreasing. Yeah. And you might not see it right away. It's not like, you know, all of a sudden like 40 million people became like 20 million right Right. now. You don't feel it. You don't see it now, but... It's happening. The birth rate is lowest ever in the history and in the record, in the world record. Okay. So it's we're dropping at a rate that none of the countries in the world have ever experienced. So there's less babies. Right. So we're talking about Koreans in Korea. Right. Not Koreans around the, the world. Well, I'll get back to that, but yes. And then also, as far as people coming into the country, the population's country is higher, right? Because you have a lot of tourists, and you have, or not tourists, but you have a lot of people who go to South Korea now to live and work and, and that kind of thing. Right, but they're not necessarily Korean citizens. Right, gotcha. Last year, Elon Musk even tweeted something about South Korean population decreasing. Yeah. It was, I, don't, I don't know what the context was, but he mentioned it, and I hmm. think that's how some people even found out. But yeah, so... About a month ago or something, there was this protest of uh, pediatricians mm-hmm. because, you know, they went through the same medical school training, yet they don't have enough 
babies they don't have enough to work. kids right oh, man. and it's just difficult to maintain and also there was some policy change from the government or something so the whole pediatric association of korea they had a strike or protest i can't remember exactly but i know it was had something to do with pediatrician wow and it, that's yeah that's how bad it is um the next big issue of population decreasing is military because Korea has mandatory military service, mm-hmm. and it is because technically Korean war is halted, right? Right. So we're technically still in the war. It's not halted. It's uh, it's still technically you're still at war. Right, right. But it's just paused. Yeah, there's never been a um, peace agreement signed or whatever trump tr- tried to do something some yeah. years ago I, I, I don't know how official that was it was just something i think not recognized yeah i don't know but yeah it just technically korea is still in the war so that's also why korea has a mandatory military service since the korean war and if there are less babies are born that's going to affect the military service right less military in fact, there are a couple famous like a army base in yeah. Korea, like because they did some stuff during the Korean War, so it's a little bit more famous than the other ones. And I think a couple of those closed down. Oh, really? In the past year, because they don't already they don't have enough men in twenties. Yeah, that's scary. You know, in America, they're not closing the bases down; they're just renaming them. Because the old names were, like, of people that were, like, uh, horrible people. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this person was for the Confederacy. Let's rename oh it God. to, like, a Native American name or something. So, you know, Korea has military service law. Like, yeah. there's actually law. It's different from, like, military law, but it's, like, conscription law. Okay. Defining who's entitled, who's supposed to. It's uh, one of the duties as a citizens. Right. Here's a military service law, conscription law, Article 1. Men who are citizens of the Republic of Korea shall faithfully perform their military service obligations as prescribed by the Constitution of the Republic of Korea and this act. So if you're a citizen, you have to serve. Right. And if you're between age of 19 and 35, I believe. And it's just men that are required? Right. They do say in the law that women also have a duty, but it's not mandatory. Gotcha. So they can, women can obviously do it if they want. Right. So it started from 1951. Uh, Korean War went into, what do you call, break? <laughs> Ceasefire. Ceasefire in 1953. So the conscription started in 1951. And currently they serve 18 months, including five weeks of boot camp. And initially it was three years. I was going to ask, yeah, was it longer? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, it was three years. Not doing and that then anymore. it became two and a half years or so. And I think 18 months started, like, it was not long ago, maybe five years, six mm, years. Right. Um, I think my brother did two years, um, but he did easy ones, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> This is something I shouldn't say. Like, all men get really upset Like when they say, oh, you did an easy one. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Um, yeah, it used to be Korean men are like, they're, nobody wants to go. Right. But they all kind of want to go at the same time. Yeah. Because 
you feel like man like oh i'm a i'm a man now yeah there's a there's a pride and yeah there's a bonding that happens and then that bonding that you make in the service it's like stronger than any other social connections you make for korean man yeah so they hate it but they all like to go and then some you know can't wait to go right but i think that sentiment is changing a little bit now yeah because there are a lot of issues in the military, and that's what the drama is about. Wow, that was a really long intro. <laughs> <laughs> the drama touches on these issues. That's good to know. So the drama title is called DP. DP. Do you know what that stands for? Uh, stands for, well, MP is something that we have. In the American military, that's military police. Oh. That's people who basically are going to be in charge of, uh, you know, policing the military or military bases or anything around that. Yeah. So DP is probably something like police, but I'm not sure what the D stands for. Good. Also, FYI, just because we're talking about military, I don't want the female listeners to be discouraged to listen to today's episode because it's not just military talk. There's a pretty boy actor in this drama and it's interesting. So yeah, just just we can stay send, with us. We can send pictures to all the female listeners <laughs> of men in military uniform. How about that? Good, yeah. Well, not everybody's in the uniform, so <laughs> I don't know. But there is a famous pretty actor guy in this drama, so it's worth listening to and stay with us. Well, you can watch this on Netflix, I think, right? Or, yeah, have or you seen it? No, I just I've seen the the page load page, up. Like, yeah. yeah, so it's still on Netflix, and there are only six episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's short. I think I've only done one show that had six episodes. Um, with the Hellbound. Guy, Hellbound. With Mary. Mm, right. And DP stands for. I'm going to let you guess after I read my summary. Okay, perfect. So this is what happens in the drama. Juno works part-time at a pizza store until the day before leaving for a military service without telling his family. After a hellish boot camp training, he's deployed to the military police special missions group. Here, Juno is singled out and bullied by Sergeant Huang, who is close to being discharged. There is no special reason other than the sergeant doesn't like how Juno looks. Besides Juno, Private Cho, who lives in the same barrack, is also severely hazed. Juno could have been bullied throughout his military career but he is assigned to the DP position after earning a good impression during a new private interview with Land Sergeant Park. During the interview, Park noticed Juno's sharp observation because he infers the color of Park's socks and gives him some hints on a current deserter case. Additionally, Juno knows boxing. In the first mission, Juno and his partner Corporal Park leave the base to catch deserter Shin. But in Gangnam, where they are supposed to look for deserter Shin, 
Corporate Park takes Junho to a drinking party with his friends. Corporate Park, who became a DP with his father's connections, has no sense of duty. The two, wasted by alcohol that night, miss out on the chance to catch deserter Shin. And Shin is found dead after committing a suicide. Junho and Corporate Park are about to face heavy punishment for negligence. And while Junho feels extremely guilty that they could have prevented the suicide, Corporate Park only wants to make sure that Junho keeps it a secret that they went to a party the night before. He shows no remorse, but is in a hurry to cover up their tracks. Junho explodes and beats him to a pulp and is put in prison for beating his senior while on duty. Also, he is on the verge of being fired, but a newly appointed captain's aide, Im, orders him to return to the DP position. Captain Im is well aware of the circumstances at the base, so he fires Corporate Park and brings Corporate Han back into the team. Corporate Han has been trying to avoid returning to the position by staying at the military hospital as long as he can. Junho was actually filling in for his vacancy while he was in the hospital, but now Junho and Han become the partners. Unlike his silly behaviors and appearance, Corporal Han is earnest and responsibly performs his duties as DP soldier. Besides, he is street smart. So the duo accomplished two missions in a row by catching the deserters. However, one night, they missed the deserter of their third mission while chasing him, and they returned to the base for the time being. That night, Surgeon Huang is hazing Private Cho as usual, and he orders Cho to haze his subordinate just as harshly. Cho follows the order by copying Surgeon Huang's horrific behaviors and is so far removed from a cartoon-loving illustrator with a kind heart who was empathetic to Junho. Corporal Han and Junho soon return to their mission and catch the third deserter they missed. But then they received news that Private Cho has deserted. And now, the two must chase after their friend. So DP stands for Deserter Pursuit. Pursuit? Oh. Or Deserter Police. Yeah. Okay. So, it's so if you people, are a DP, then you are a person who is in pursuit pursuing, of deserters. You're yes. trying to catch them. Right. Because people abandoning their post and... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they run away, so... Not everyone loves being in the military, right? Right. Well, and there's kind of a stigma about other military that, like, enforce the rules of the military. Right. So the military police or the deserter police. It's kind of like uh, with cops, it's the um, internal affairs division. Oh, yeah, exactly. The people that investigate cops, you know. Exactly. It's a little different, but... So deserter pursuit is just simply kind trying to catch those people. Right. That's it, right? They don't yeah. have any politics. They just have to do their no, job. Yeah. So they're kind of like uh, U.S. Marshals. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to catch wanted people. Right. Track. They track people. Track them down. Yeah. Sounds like a really cool uh, story. 
This is based on a webtoon that was published in 2015. And the webtoonist was actually DP. Okay. So it's based on his experience. Right. So he just created a story on his, his experience. Right. But yeah. there are some events that happen in this drama that are based on other real events. True events. Hmm. Which is tragic. And the reason I wanted to cover this is because it's kind of blowing up a little bit because season two is coming out in the third quarter. Oh, really? Yeah. Season two. This was really popular when it came out. So is it going to be the same actors, you think? Yeah, the cool. same actors. And they're still in the military. <laughs> they are not discharged yet, so I guess. I wonder. Yeah. They'll probably Maybe there'll be like a time lapse between, so you catch up on new adventures or something. Right. Well, maybe, you know, Chuno was private, but maybe he moved up to corporal right. or something. Maybe he's making a life in the military. Yeah. Well, if, if your rank goes up, sometimes that's it becomes a career. No, not necessarily in Korea. Okay, not in Korea. Yeah. So in the summary, you know, they're corporal, they're surgeons and stuff. And I looked up and it's a little different in Korea. So surgeon, even though you're a surgeon, it's, you're still a soldier like a regular soldier in Korea. Not like, I think surgeon in America is like an officer, like commissioned officer, non-commissioned officer. Uh, not necessarily. Maybe. There are sergeants that are like at war. Like when you're at war, like they are leading groups of men mm-hmm. into battle and stuff. I guess there's captains that are in battle. Captain right. is a officer. Yeah, maybe sergeant is is officer. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know enough about it to speak on it. Well, that's what I sort of. So read. in Korea, it's that. Well, sergeant is just one of the soldiers. It's nothing like, you right. know. So most men are discharged with either sergeant or a corporal rank. Right. So just because you're sergeant doesn't mean like it's life career or anything. It's right. Just, you just stay there long enough. So usually when you say, like, I'm a surgeon, I'm a corporal, that means, like, I'm about, I'm almost done with my duty. Oh, cool. Because you're there long enough and right. you just move up. Mostly, like, yeah, surgeon or corporal. So just because, like, surgeon is hazing somebody in the show doesn't mean he is a um, career army man. Yeah, he's just another soldier. Yeah. So because of this conscription law, Korea does not recognize dual citizenship okay because think about it if you have dual citizenship let's say somebody's born in the u.s right a boy to korean parents the boy is american citizen by the u.s law born on american soil right Right. but when he turns 19 he can say okay i'm korean and american but i don't want to go to military service because i'm also american right so to prevent this, Korea does not recognize dual citizenship. Gotcha. So before a boy turns age of 18, their parents have to go to Korean embassy and file a form that he's abandoning his Korean citizenship. Okay. And because then... naturally, they're born to Korean parents, so they're Korean citizens, mm-hmm. no matter where they were born. So even though the boy has no idea where Korea is, what Korea is about, like let's say he doesn't even know any Korean language, right. he's naturally like automatically Korean citizen. And same for 
women too. I guess Korea doesn't want to say like, okay, women can have dual citizenship. They don't want to do it that way. So just for all Korean citizens, there's no dual citizenship. So once you renounce your Korean uh, mm-hmm. citizenship, then you don't have to do the military. Right. So <laughs> here's a funny story. There was a famous singer back in 90s. Yeah. He was sort of like a kind of like a Korean Michael Jackson or something. He was American, Korean American, mm. right? And he looked a certain way. He looked cool. He danced really well. He had good voice. And I mean, he was like full package. And he's American citizen. And he was maybe like 20 something. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's also Korean, right? Right. So when he was like popular in Korea, Korean government said, like, okay, you're here, you know, and you're a Korean citizen, so might as well do your service. <laughs> and he's like, what? Right? So he took a break. It's like between the albums, you know, mm-hmm. like he doing his creative work behind the scene. Right. So he returned to America and he was trying to renounce his Korean citizenship mm. at the time. I don't remember exactly. Um, but it didn't go well. So basically now he can never return to Korea. Wow. Because if we, yeah, he, he would be arrested. And I mean, this blew up so bad because he was really big in Korea. And the way he tried to avoid the service was right. kind of, he did it like kind of a shady way. He lied to the public. He was like, mm. I'm not trying to avoid going back. I'm just taking care of things in America and like, you know, it was just bad, like how he did. Right. So <laughs> he can never go back to Korea now. And he's probably 40 ish. Now. Yeah. And technically by the Korean military law, he's out of the age thing. Like right. you're not, you don't have to, but because he's sort of like he's criminal by the military's conscription law. Right. I think last time I heard was it last year or something. He was trying to, you know, he keeps appealing to the court. Like, oh, really? You know, so yeah, he's, still, he's, he's going, still trying to go back to Korea. <laughs> he's saying like this is unfair. But right. He has his lawyers and he's trying to appeal to the court. And this legal battle's been going on for you know I don't know ten years, twenty years. Who knows? He had his chance, I guess, huh? Did he ruin his career, basically? Then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so he, he was done. he couldn't come back and perform anymore. No, he was done for. And especially because this military service is a really sensitive issue in Korea. Right. I mean, l- roughly half the population in Korea wouldn't approve him. All the men in Korea wouldn't approve him. Right. So at that point, he him not going, they didn't like him anyway. So right. he ruined his career that way. But then also not being able to go to Korea, he right. probably ruined his career. Because it's not like you could just go to America and start a new no, career. No, yeah. No one's going to care about you no here. No one knows, yeah. <laughs> you have to start over. Yeah. That's too bad. So, yeah, Yu Sung Jun is his name. Yeah, that that's a big thing. You know, I mean, men, of course, they don't like any man trying to, you know, trying to avoid service in a shady way. Right. But, like, some female also, like, they don't like people who do dishonest stuff, so. Yeah, it's about honor. Yeah, so. But, yeah, this whole you know, dual citizenship and military service that comes with a lot of, it's not just, okay, you have to go. It, it makes a lot of things complicated. Citizenship and yeah. age and like BTS, should they go? You know, if you are uh, an athlete yeah, and you win, I can't remember if it was 
certain number of gold medals. Um, there are certain exceptions to athlete. Gotcha. So, Jisung Park, he's excused. He was a soccer player for Manchester United. Right. And he all, not because of that, but he, his team went to quarterfinal of the World Cup. Right. And I think the whole Korean national soccer team did something for one of the Olympics. So anyways, it's not because he was in the Premier League. And there are some other athletes. And I think if you're an artist yeah. and you win some kind of world famous competition or something, like let's say you're a pianist and then right. you win like Chopin, Conqueror, you know, you're nice. excused, something like that. Yeah. So there are there some are exceptions. exceptions. Yeah. And also, you know, if you have some physical disabilities or of course you're excused. Right. So there are all kinds of crazy stories of celebrities trying to be Get excused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a broker who got arrested some years ago. And this is like literally a broker. He his job is to make have connections with doctors and all these people. Hmm. So make up like fake excuses. So the you know, famous people or rich people have excuse so they don't have to serve in the military. Gotcha. So he was the guy that people went to to <laughs> Yeah. Kind of like the uh, college admission scandal. Yeah, here. exactly. He they, that's exactly they all went to and yeah. he set everybody up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that sounds like a good business. Because <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of people that'll pay well for that. Yeah, that's, that's funny. And the reason that people try to avoid the service is because, yeah, Korean men are like, they could be like, yeah, we're men, like, let's go, let's do this, you know. But also, like this drama said, there are a lot of things happening in the army. Yeah. And there's re- there are reasons that, you know, deserters are created. Like. So what do they talk about in the show that talks about some of these issues so first of all hazing okay is beyond i mean i i wouldn't know everything that's happening but from what i heard from what's exposed to the public right just really bad huh? it's just yeah it's not just kicking and beating up and forced drinking it's beyond that um some of the events that happen in this drama is based on real life event um, especially this case of uh, it's now known as Private Yun case. Mm. So he died on April seventh of twenty fourteen, and they said uh, the military announced that he died while eating in barracks. Oh wow! Right, so he got choked, and he that's how he died. died. Choked on food. Right, and then four months after. There was a military humanitarian organization. Mm-hmm. They announced that she was actually murdered. Oh, okay. So something's going on there. So, you know, they dug a little bit. It turned out this private union was in a barrack with six other people. And his life in the barracks was just constant haze, like... There was not a moment that he was free. And the family requested to have the the investigation report. This this happened in the military. So it's not, it's government, but t- a little different than government. It's the military, right? So they would never reveal their report. They just keep make, making excuses. We don't have it yet. Or right. you have to wait a little bit. And But finally, they got autopsy report. 
and turned out all of his muscles on calf and thigh were all broken and mm. burst. Wow. I don't know how muscles burst. That's pretty bad. Right. Never heard of that before. Right. And 14 of his ribs were broken. Ooh. He lived with broken ribs, basically. Wow, that's painful. And in pretty much all of his organs had internal bleeding. Mm. Um, his spleen, it had been punctured long ago. Wow, so he was just living with it. Right. So it's like to the point that he was tortured every day. Right. Wow, that's and awful. He, this only happened within a month. He'd only been there for a month? Uh-huh. I guess they didn't like him. So how much can you haze a person within a month to have this kind of consequences right. and to die? It's not just one night he, they were beating him up and then he died, right? It's right. constant haze. And they, you know, this humanitarian organization, they were getting interviews of other privates, other people who were in the same barrack with the same people. okay, yeah. And their testimonial included something like extreme humiliation. Mm -hmm. Like they make you crawl on the floor and then they'll like spit. So you're supposed to crawl on the floor and then lick the spit of your senior and some other like sexual harassment abuse also right i mean it's just really bad the thing is this came out to the public mm-hmm. because this private union's family had a doctor and somebody his brother-in-law was doctor some other brother was a lawyer also mm-hmm. So they have a little bit more money and connections than other people. Right. So they investigated it. So they had, yeah, they had resources and that's good to investigate and bring this up to the surface. Right. So the public would know. But when you think about how many more people die. Right. In the service. That you don't hear about. That are just covered up by the military and go through the same kind of haze. It's just beyond imagination. Right. And what happened is, so basically this family, private union's family, they went through seven years of trials, Mm -hmm. legal battles. They tried to do like military trial for like four years, but because of whatever military law and how that works out, it didn't go well or they couldn't get a lot out of it. So they took a route to go to civil trial against Mm -hmm. the you know, Yoon's seniors, right. bad guys, right? So they battled for seven years, and the final verdict was that um, the surgeon in the barrack, yeah, he got 40 years in the prison, but, like, four other people, five other people involved in this, they all got, like, seven years or five years. So 40 years in prison? Yeah. Jeez, that's a lot. Seven years for the other guys? Yeah. That's pretty But 40 years to make hate somebody and to make him die? Yeah. I think that's fair. But the other guys... Yeah. They all got just five, seven years or something. Right. Right? So this happened in 2014. So they're already out. The other guys are already out. Yeah. And then the final verdict in the Supreme Court basically said, 
the country, the government of Korea or the military has nothing to do with, has no wrongdoing in this case. Right. So they couldn't get anything out of... The military. Yeah. It's good they kept fighting. I think at that point, you're not going to get... There's no way to make up for what happened. But at least if they're raising awareness, maybe it, you know... That's why we're talking about it today, right? Right. So that's good that they use their resources to do that, you know. And Private Yoon was only 20 years old. Yeah. When he died. Has there been more cases since then? A lot more. So coincidentally, the same year, just two months after, something else happened. So there was a surgeon who only had like three months left to Mm -hmm. be discharged. He went on some killing spree with a gun. Hmm. Killing soldiers? Yeah. So he had like a, not like like a handgun, but... You know, it's like a big gun that you use in the military. Machine I don't gun? even know, like, yeah, machine gun. <laughs> I don't even forty-seven <laughs> assault rifle, something like that. So semi-automatic. He just went on like he just went crazy in the barrack. Okay, in so the he base. killed a bunch of people, and then he ran away. So Korea was like live broadcasting, like you them know, chasing him down, you chasing him, and then this happened in a like very mountainous forest wow, area. Wow, Yeah, so. At some point, he was cornered in the mountain, and they brought out his family as, like, a kind of negotiation tactic. Oh, did they make a movie about this? Or a show? No. I don't think so. Huh. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah, the family was brought in to talk to the guy, and he finally gave up and came down, and he got arrested. And But turned out, um, he was he was hazed throughout his whole military career so he just finally got his revenge or whatever and he could have just stayed three months and then discharged and forget about all that and you know but it's just you know he couldn't let go it was he was so like right that scarred him so much he, he was i mean i think he was kind of you know like lost himself a little bit at that point sure. he, was, he was mental you know yeah i'm sure what uh, how many people did he kill do you know uh five died and then nine severely injured wow so shortly after this, there was an interview because this issue was bringing, you know, coming out more. Right. More people were saying like the same thing happened in my base. Yeah. So there are a lot of documentaries were made and you know programs that were focused on this kind of issue. And there was famous interview of some just regular Joe, some citizen in forties or fifties. Mm-hmm. He said, "If you put up with it, you become Private Yun." And if you don't put up with it, you become Surgeon M. Mm. That's Korea. How can I? How can anyone be proud of themselves sending their son to serve the country? Right. Either you're dead or you're in prison for being losing your shit. Right. Wow. And that it was just like a short interview in the news, but that became sort of like the. They picked up on that, yeah. Yeah, like, it's very to the point. Right. Well, and you know, the kind of change that is necessary, I mean, that's uh, systemic. That's, you know, that's deep in the culture right. of the military. You can't yeah. just change it overnight. Exactly. And, you know, people uh, bringing attention to it, eventually you move the needle a little bit, but right. it, it never, uh, never fully gets out of there. So some of the events that you see in this drama DP some of the hazing stuff that this guy's going through, like Private Cho especially, 
is actually what happened to Private Yun. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think this case became the motive for this webtoonist right. to draw based on his DP experience. Right. But he combined his experience and why they deserted. Because when you go through the each case of deserters, it's not just because they don't want to be there. Oh, of course. Yeah. You learn, like, why people are leaving. Right, right. Yeah. And that's very... That's important. To that's important. And why. Then, like, exactly. It's not just about catching people and you do what you're told. Right. It's like, oh, there's something wrong here. Right. And also, like, you know, not everybody's leaving because they're haze. There's other cases and... Yeah. You know. I mean, it's a great idea for a story. Yeah, yeah. And this Junho character, the main character himself, has some, like, family issues and his past that he's dealing with, which is why he didn't tell his family he's going into military. That's why he kept it a secret. Okay. Not like a secret, but he just didn't care to tell anyone. He's right. like, okay, He's I'll. like, I'm doing this. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Well, I was going to say, it brings up a, um, a very similar movie that was very popular here in the States. Uh, a few years ago. It was called A Few Good Men. Oh, yeah. And it was a script that was written by Aaron Zorkin. Mm-hmm. It had Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon, Jack Nicholson. And it was a story about one soldier getting hazed and beaten up regularly, and then eventually he died. And so the way they take that story and the way they reveal that story is through these lawyers that are now mm. trying to prosecute. So Tom Cruise is the defense lawyer. He's trying to get the story, and he's protecting two people that were in that same platoon or whatever. Right. And they're being charged with, like, murdering him. Right. But what they're telling him is that we we were ordered to do this. Uh. And so it's Tom Cruise's job to get a confession out of Jack Nicholson, who's like a corporal or a general or something. Right. And that he ordered what's called a code red, which is not an official order, but it's an order that says, like, you know, take care of this. So I guess he was bullied and he was a different kind of guy. And then they just took it too far one night and, you know, Mm. he was killed. killed. Yeah. So uh, that's where the line from the show is, uh, you can't handle the truth. Mm. And then uh, if you might hear people say that sometimes, but Jack Nichols is like, you can't handle it. It's like, I want the truth. Mm. I think I'm entitled. And then Jack Nicholson's like, you can't handle the truth. But yeah, it's uh, it's very similar circumstances. It's more of a, I think most people probably didn't think about that happening a lot in the military. Yeah. You know, up until that movie kind of came out and really just said, hey, here's this, right. here's a picture of something that, that goes on pretty regularly. You right, know? right. And then people are like, yeah, I've, I've heard of that too. And then more stories came out and stuff. So it's it just reminded me of that. Right. Well, I think the issue is that, yes, it's sad that it's happening in America. And I think there was a female soldier who died in Texas. Um, Either died or she, yeah, I think she committed suicide or I can't remember exactly, but she was sexually harassed. Oh, yeah, that happens a lot. Like somewhere in Texas in in her base and... And I'm sure there are a lot more cases like that. Um, I mean, it's a serious issue, I think, in any kind of military environment, whether it's United States or right. Korea. Or but anything. I think the issue is that in Korea, you don't have an option. Right. Like in America, like if you are scared of that kind of thing, you don't want to, you know, have that risk in your life. 
you don't have to go to the military. Like, okay. Yeah, that's true. Right? One, once you're there, you're you're kind of screwed. But you made the choice to go there. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you can, ultimately, it's your fault that you decided to enlist or whatever. But in Korea, like, you, don't have, have, a, there. you yeah. don't have an option, which is why that interview became popular. Yeah, like, that's you a good have point. to send your son at some point. It's a requirement, yeah. And the son could be either Private Yoon, end up dead, or Private uh, Sergeant Im, who's just going on a killing spree because he can't stand that. I think that's why this is issue is big. That'd be like a good band name, Sergeant M. <laughs> Just to raise awareness about, you know what I mean? Yeah. What's kind of interesting is that the DP, the main character, Chun-ho, yeah. is played by this actor, Chong Hae-in. He's kind of pretty looking actor. You've seen him. Oh, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> I've seen him in lots of stuff. I don't mean I don't think of him as pretty, right? Yeah. Like you describe it. I guess he's probably attractive to women, but I think he's just uh, there's something about him that you sort of drawn to. Yeah, and uh, that's a quality that you know people like when they watch shows. They they want to. He's revealing, like you know what I mean, right? I guess it's he's a good actor. I guess yeah. His, something about him, his emotion comes through and. Um, He's also pretty diverse. Like most of the stuff I've seen him in, it's not just a pretty boy romantic comedy all the time. Well, that's he, how he, he got popular. Yeah, he yeah. Does, definitely does. Some he of does those, a lot of that kind of role romantic I've, comedy. I've nice seen him guy. in other stuff where he's more, you know, like a different kind of uh, character. Yeah. There was one sh- show or movie. It was a radio something. Uh, it was a girl. She had a cafe, and he like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had this whole past with his friends. And right. you find out that he With maybe, the actress Kim Golan. Yeah. Yeah. And you find out that maybe uh, he's responsible for killing one of his friends. Yes. And they have... It's just this... You're not sure about the whole right. thing. But there's something off with him. Right. It wasn't just like, hey, he's this guy and he falls in love with this girl. It was more like he was yes, closed he off was in that because... Movie too. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was really good in that. But see, that's also sort of like... There's something going on with that girl, Kim Go, and like, he's usually in some kind of some range of romantic. Yeah, something. It's like true. He's the, but it, it was there was more depth to that character. Oh yeah, but I think this role, he's you know straight up soldier. soldier. No love story. In fact, I think there was one girl in this show <laughs> in the entire episode. Yeah, so, he's playing soldier. And, so all you ladies, you can watch because you'll see lots of. Korean oh, men. Yeah, yeah. But all all you uh guys, you know, there's not a lot of things to look at. But guys can relate to the story. The world of men. Yeah. Right? So he's he's the guy. Who else is in this one? Anybody else? Any other guys? Not that anyone like that you would recognize. The guy who plays Corporal Han, yeah. he's a I like him a lot. He's not in a lot of stuff, but He's acting and he's also making his own movies and he's more like an artist type. But he's he's really good. He's very cool. like a sleek character. So he's, gotcha. you see him and this guy comes in and he's he was in the hospital because he got injured as a DP and he's just keep making excuses. Oh, I think I'm still sick. I don't want to go back. I can't go back. <laughs> and he's very like a street smart. Right. He's like, you know, trying to stay in the hospital as long as he can yeah. because 
the time is clock still ticking. He can、yeah. be discharged from the hospital and then go home, right? He's just doing what he can to survive. But then, yeah, he has to come back to his position. And when he goes on a mission with Junho, he's very like kind of sly and street smart. So you wouldn't think him as a. You would think like he's just you know doing whatever, but like he's actually like he has a good morals and、mm. yeah. And he's good soldier. He's good DP soldier. Well, when you were talking about the sort of the plot or the events that happen, you know, when you were doing the summary,、um, I like the, the the story arc. You know, I, first of all, I like that it's six episodes. Yeah, it's short, which means it was an idea about a story, and. They didn't probably add a lot of fluff to it, right? You know, to stretch it out. Oh, we've got to do sixteen episodes when、right. really it only needs to be six. You know, so that's kind of cool. So I'm excited about seeing that part of it. But then, you know, the idea that you have this person sort of getting into a world that he doesn't know very well, and then, you know, you see this coming of age guy, and then someone, you know, sees his god abilities, and he kind of promotes him, and then he becomes this. Different thing, and he has to kind of weave his way through that. But then he also becomes good at it, right? Right. Yeah. And then the cool like part at the end, where, well, at the end of your summary, where you said, "Oh, now he has to chase after, you know, one、Two. one of his、yeah. own." You know. Well, those two are the lowest in the barracks, so、right. they kind of understood each other, and they try to like help each other out, and yeah. And now they're now they're playing right cat and mouse exactly. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a cool story.、Uh, sounds like a cool story. I think what's also cool about this drama is that yes, there are other movies and dramas, especially movies. There are a lot of movies. Yeah. About like soldiers, army,、uh, marines, and naturally because you know the whole military is not something separate. Like it's always in the life. Yeah, it's a part like, of society. Your friends go to military service. Your、yeah. son, your brother, like you know. So there are a lot of movies and TV shows dealing with、um, military service. This one, there's no. It's very like raw how they talk about military service, what it's like being in there. Gotcha. So more realistic. Yeah. You know, probably. Yeah.、Right? Not just oh this like honorary special thing that happens like yeah no, or something like actually... really bad and like dramatized. There's it's just、right. very raw. This is what it's like. Yeah, and there are a lot of slangs like、right. you hear like they use in the base. Cool. Like you know, you you want to eat like some kind of a snack, right? Right. Um, I guess on the weekend you can go to like church or you can go to Catholic church or you can go to like Buddhist、oh. something, right?、And、they'll give you free stuff because they You're a soldier. Yeah, you go and they still like you know they <laughs> you still have to go to your religious service whatever your religion is so、uh, you go there、gotcha. and then they usually bring some kind of choco pie or、nice. some kind of candies or something right so that's how you like you just go like you don't you don't question it like okay now I'm a Catholic you know <laughs> you just go and then you sit there for an hour or two and then you get a little <laughs> thing so things like that like you would only know because、If、you, you serve in the military.、Right. So this came out in two thousand. The drama came out twenty twenty one. Okay, so it's about two years old. Right.、Oh, I thought it was older than that. That's good. So it's pretty up to date as far as. Oh、uh, yeah, yeah. When it was put out. Well, they even show a scene that. Um, you know, one of the deserters they catch. Is in the prison.、Mm. 
and then this guy's mom goes to see him. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Like visits him in the prison. Yeah. And they're talking, and it turned out this deserter was Hayes really bad, so right. that's why he deserted. And she's trying to console him, like you know, just stay in there, and right. you know, this is not the end of your life. And right. the guy is pretty devastated, and he's like, "Well, but I'm in here while those guys are out there." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And you learn that those guys, the bad guys that hazed him, got no punishment. They were just transferred to a different base. Right. Just that was it. So she's going nuts at that point. Like she's going to, you know, the higher ups in the base. Right. Trying to, you know, yeah. demand justice. Right. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, the similarities with this is kind of these. It's kind of an institution, right? Right. I mean, the military. Um, you think about the Catholic Church as an institution, right? Right. Some of the practices that happen yeah. these and the control. Again, you're dealing with men, right? Right. Whatever issues they have or whatever oh, it is. Yeah. So how did the Catholic Church handle priests? Right. They just transferred them. Yeah. That's all they did. Wow. They just kept moving them around, you know, yeah. um, because they did, they didn't want to deal with the actual problem or they didn't want to punish. Right. So it's kind of similar with the military. They don't want to make a bad name for the military. Right. So they just transfer, they just move it. It's like, oh, well maybe he'll do better over here and uh, slap him on the wrist or, or maybe even you're, not. You you're know? absolutely right. So That's a lot smart. of these big institutions like that, they, you know, with that, just, it's just a bad culture, you know? And it's so hard over years and years and years of this happening, you know, to have anyone try and change it, even if you speak up as a family or even if, you know, something horrible happens, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get better, you know, and we kind of, we tend to forget that. Right. Because we see, oh, this one person came out, now everyone knows. It doesn't necessarily mean that anything changed. Right. Even nowadays, the way that all the stuff with the Catholic Church, church blew up. Right. I mean, it was probably... I don't know, 20, 30 years of serious investigation. Right, yeah. And then maybe a few things changed. Right. You know, but how how much? I don't know. Well, now the issue is that not just that there's this thing happening in the military, but also Korea's experiencing population decrease. Right. So with this issue going on, there are less people. I think the current 20s, guys in 20s, I don't know if they have same... A sentiment is like, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to proudly serve my country. It's time for me yeah. now. I'm just going to do it, you know. Oh, it's a generational change. I don't know if they have that same kind of thing. I'm not even comparing that to my, my dad's generation. Right. Maybe like the guys in, in like 30s. Um, yeah, I don't know if they have that, the current young 20s. Right. On the top of that, Korea is not going to have enough men to serve in the military. Right. So they have to really have to come up with something, some solution or something to make drastic changes. Yeah, that's true. You know, too, we're, we were talking earlier about, like, just mentioning soldiers and, like, a career soldier, for example. Right. You know, at some point, all those career soldiers are going to retire. Right. Or they're going to die. And you have to keep having... Right, new, new, new people that want to be a soldier for right. their life and so that they can train the next soldier. <laughs> yeah. So some of those people that come in, you have to be able to turn them into career soldiers just so you right. can keep your... I mean, if you think of it as a business, you got to have right. <laughs> you got to have people yeah, to run exactly. your business, you know? Yeah. 
So uh, that's, yeah, that doesn't look good for them. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that there's no gun. Like, you can't own a gun in Korea. Right. Like, you here you can't have a license or, you know, but you just don't, you just can't have a gun in Korea. Yep, it's not a part of the culture. And most people don't even know what guns look like. I mean, I, I didn't even know how to describe <laughs> the shape of gun, you know. Like, right. you don't know the language. Like, yeah. you don't know what it looks like. You don't know what it feels like. And right. Most people don't know anything about gun at all. But Including police. Right, including police. Because not at all police have gun. Most people, most police walk around with... A baton. Yeah. baton, yeah. But um, when LA riot happened, yeah, all Korean men knew how to fight. Right, because they were soldiers. Because at some point, <laughs> they were soldiers. They had the training, yeah. So... I saw the documentary, a couple of documentaries about LA riot, and they all went up on their business like building, like right. a rooftop, and then they somehow got a hold of guns, and they all knew how to use it. They yeah. just didn't have it, right? <laughs> right. So they all they were like just perfect form, like yeah. on the roof and then on the crouching like. They position. knew what to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, sad. That was the perfect story. generation too. Exactly, because back in the day they were they served in the military yeah. like three years, two and a half years. They kind weren't of. that far removed from the Korean War. Right, exactly. They had that national pride, and then they somehow yeah you know came to America yeah with that in, in tow, and then that happened. It was like oh well, this is what we do. We protect right. our neighborhood. Yeah. We protect our Korea. You know? Yeah, I mean also like military service back in the day is a lot like more difficult yeah like maybe less hazing i'm not sure about that part like it was but I, would, I would imagine like it was harsher training yeah than now and that's something my grandpa would say like i remember he was like watching news and he said like i don't know why he was he was saying either men in the current generation or i have a weaker mind yeah but i was like no, I think it's maybe that, but also it's it's the other way. Like, I think people are more vicious. Like, they somehow have this all kind of psychosis issues. Right. That turn them into this evil character. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure hazing. Hazing is kind of like bullying. Hazing. That's sort of like Korean culture. Like in schools, and you know, it's a yeah, bad culture. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, in like but companies not to too. this. Yeah, not to this point. To like. You know, right. for no reason. This is like a torture, yeah, right? Yeah, so why do you think that is? I mean, I think it's a social issue. Like, society has changed. Okay, yeah. And, you know, when you look at, like, a crime report, a serial killer didn't really happen until, right. like, um, until 90s in Korea. So when serial killing happened, like, Korean police couldn't, like, couldn't even, like, they didn't have you know? a system for even understanding or, no, that. They could understand, like, how, yeah. and for no reason, killing somebody, right. that kind of mentality, didn't like, sense, yeah. didn't register. So I think the society changed. So people who go serve in the military have a different mindset now. Of course, right. Well, I think the, the question is why. So understanding the why, for me, if you think about the time you're talking about, the Korean soldiers... There was a purpose for them to go. Right. Right? There was right. a real purpose. Yeah. They weren't, they'd been at war. They'd had famine, right? They'd right. been through some crazy experiences. So they had a certain pride. Right. And they, there was a purpose for them to be in the military and right. have those skills. Yeah. You know? 
we want to learn this because we need to protect ourselves. Right. It's real. And I like saw my said, father die or whatever. they're not too far whatever. removed from. Yeah. yeah. So they had tangible experiences right. and they had the training and understanding in their lives. And um, the further you get away from that, now people going to military, they don't understand. Right. They have no, there's no tangible experience. Right. And what you're doing is you're putting yourself in an environment where all you have is a bra- your brain to think of. You know, there's no purpose. There's right. no like, oh, we're doing this. Why? Oh, our country doesn't need military. I mean, that's your thought right. process going right. in. So what do I do? And it's kind of like when someone understands that they have power for the first time. Right. How do they use that power? Are they doing it for the good of the people or are they doing it for the good of themselves? Are they bored in their lives? You know, right. I mean, the mental state of people, you know, yeah. Yeah. in our in our world right now, not just your country. Right. But, you know, it's very different than it was back then. But that yeah. was a singular purpose that everyone could latch on to. Right. Yeah. You know, at that time. And that's why that probably was created, that they had the men go, you know. It was valuable at that point. Well, I mean, it just continued from the Korean War. It was established service. after the Korean, Korean War. War. Okay. Yeah. It's very interesting. Very interesting. So because the military is a big part of the Korean culture, whenever they're... <laughs> whenever there are men more than two get together <laughs> at some point during their conversation something about military is going to come up they bring it up right yeah <laughs> like my friend um, her husband served in the air force yeah and the first connection he made with in-law like father-in-law yeah was that they both served in air we force air force yeah <laughs> so that's how they like kind of broke the ice right. and like you know I mean it's a really big part of the culture and you know, there's even like this famous radio show, the morning radio show that goes on for like two hours. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday, it's military corner. Oh, really? So they just talk about military? So you call and then you send a letter or email. Or like <laughs> It's like an episode happened in the military when you were right. serving in the military. Yeah, I mean, it's really big part. And, you know, most women don't want to talk about it, don't want to hear about it, don't don't care. They yeah. just don't have no relevance, right? right. They're, not, it's not, so, they're not a part of it. Yeah, so the joke is that, like, oh, my God, those men are talking about military again. Like, you know, if wives get together, like, husbands right. are in the corner, they're all talking about their experience. Like, oh, they're just getting into their military stuff, you know. But I like talking about military. Really? I never, yeah, I never have issues. Like, I, I would listen to, like, my male friends, their uh-huh. experience or whatever. Like, yeah, even, like, I know, like, my uncle, whenever he gets drunk, like, he'll talk about his military. Right. I can listen to him for hours and hours. I don't have any problem. I know my cousin would like, oh my God, my dad's going into his thing again. Like, I don't right. have a problem. Like, I'll listen to him hours. Is it just interesting for you to learn about? or? I don't know. I mean, my my grandpa was Air Force, right. you know, fighter. He's a pilot. Yeah, fighter pilot. So. Yeah, fighter pilot. And he, uh, he worked on planes. Also engineer. So I grew up with him and I grew up with this whole culture. Right. So, so you think that's why you're interested? Uh, yeah, I think that's why I yeah. I feel close to like I it's like I don't know, yeah. Well, he fought in the Korean War. Yeah. He flew planes in the Korean War. Yeah. Yeah. He got a couple medals from the there's, government. See, there's your yeah. connection again to the tangible, right? <laughs> right. You felt it, so. Well, also like it's fun to hear something like that like, yeah. you know, to me it's kind of like a, I mean, I shouldn't laugh about it. I, I'm sure like it's horrible <laughs> to be in a service, but it's fun for me to listen to the stories, like all these crazy <laughs> stories that happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, the joke is that there are three things that Korean women don't want to hear about. Yeah. From men. So the first is 
What? First is men talking about the military service. Right. Second, men talking about soccer games. <laughs> Another point of pride in Korean culture. Guess what third one is? Uh, I don't know. Talking about work? Men talking about playing soccer while in military. While in military. <laughs> so the combination of them both. And, and that's, that's a big thing, too. Thing too. Yeah, when you're oh in military, like, sometimes I hear, like, a base-to-base thing oh, on, like, a match. Right. that makes sense. And then, like, if you win, like, if you score a goal or something, you go on a special vacation. Oh, my God. Like, seriously. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so you, you have a brother, yeah. and he served, like you said, right? Yeah. Uh, back then, it was, what, two years? Uh, I think he did two years. Yeah, so he did two years. No, I think in fact he did more than two years because he served in a special. Yeah, you said he had thing. a he had a good, a good service, right, or a good spot. Right, good life. He so, might be listening to this and get really upset. That's good because that's what most men say. Like, don't ever say it was easy. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously you can look at that from the outside, but you yeah. don't know what he really went through. It's like he, the thing, he's like, the only one that knows what he went through. Whenever my cousin came home for his vacation, yeah, like we were always like, "Oh, has it been already six months? Has it been already a year?" Like he's right. like, "Already what?" <laughs> he got really upset, but but yeah. So while he was in for two years, I mean, is that something that you worried about him? Did you worry about his what he had to do and what he was going through? I think my mom was probably worried, and I think it's common that parents. You can follow your son or your family, your brother or whoever, boyfriend, to the boot camp. Yeah. So usually there's a, like a couple boot camp locations in Korea that you follow them and you, you hug them and you see them going in. Right. Um, and a lot of people like, oh, they're like crying and, you know, they're right. very emotional and stuff. So I'm sure like my parents were like worried and, you know, right. getting anxious about all that. Um, but also he served... Before all this came out, yeah, and people knew about like hazing and issues in the military, but not to this extent. So they didn't know that this is a possibility. It in, was in this bad. People right. didn't know it was this bad, although it was probably going on right. when my brother was in military. Right. How old was he when he went? Yeah. Uh, I think he was twenty-three or something. He you just, can postpone like a couple times, okay. like if you're in college. So, so I think sometime between twenty and like yeah, I think he was twenty. Two twenty-three, something like that. Gotcha. Um, but also, I was in the states, and he was in Korea, and I wasn't really thinking. Like, I didn't worry. I was just more like, like I said, I always, I grew up listening to my grandpa, right, and my uncle talk about his experience. You so. were jealous, weren't you? <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's just time for him to go, whatever. Right. You know, I didn't think much about it. Yeah. But also, after his boot camp, yeah, he became um i mean i my family like we say it was probably like fun easy compared to somebody in the like actual like a border of north korean border right like that right i have a friend who like yeah i have a friend who served in like on the border yeah um different experience but my brother became it's sort of like auxiliary police Hmm. like a special force police okay so you could do that, like after, kind of like this guy became DP. Right. He went to military poli- police. So there are like different positions you can apply. And um, that auxiliary position police is kind of popular. 
because it's, it is kind of easy. Yeah. So you have to take a test and then you have to apply. And then, so my brother made it. And what happened is that you can come home every weekend. Oh, wow. Because it's basically like, I mean, it's like a police, right? It's like, so, a, it's like a weekly job. And exactly. On the weekends. And what happened is he happens to be stationed super close to our home. Wow. My parents' home. Yeah. So my mom, whenever my, I call my mom, she's like, oh, I just saw so-and-so. Like, I just saw your brother. <laughs> so she was just driving around and then casually run into so my brother, into right? Wow. And he's doing his military. <laughs> so you don't have to think about what he's doing. You can actually see. Yeah, I'm sure that was a good experience. Yeah. That's crazy. So it was pretty funny for me. Was he, like, protecting somebody or, like, what did I they I mean, it was do? more like a police just aid. just at a post or something? Yeah, again. like a police aid. He wouldn't do actual, like serious police work so at some point you do your boot camp and then you just apply for a position i guess i think you were supposed to apply before you go into boot camp okay so before when you get your conscription letter that's when you you can decide like whether you're going to go to regular army you go to air force or if you're like really want to be a man you go to sign up for a marine right korean marines have really like i mean i'm sure u.s marines do but they're very proud of themselves (laughs) yeah they are it's like a thing well they're uh they're a very special fighting force right. from what I've heard. My my dad actually had a run-in with Korean military mm. as far as... Because uh, he served in the military in the U.S. Yeah. And so he knew some Korean, like, Marines. Yeah. And he talked about them being, like, the like they were really, like, disciplined and strong and yeah. well-trained and, like, could handle anything. So he was very impressed. And anytime I mentioned that, he he would always bring that up, so... <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, you could decide whatever you want to do, and um, that's also when a lot of people go to broker if you have money and connections, <laughs> try to get out of the service. <laughs> but yeah, so my brother signed up for the um, special police thing, and that's what he did. And I think that's actually a little longer than regular army, and I think all the other, like, Marines, and Navy, Air Force, that's all, like, a little different than regular army. Gotcha. I think a regular army is... Like shorter than those, so I think my brother might have done three years. I can't remember exactly. See, there's a reason I, I don't remember because <laughs> I guess I didn't care much. I was thinking like, oh yeah, he's just in the neighborhood, or whatever. <laughs> he comes out on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he's just uh, yeah, he's just doing a little job on the side. Yeah. Well, did is that one of the reasons why you liked watching the show? That you liked learning about military? Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I like doing it. I like watching it. I like learning about it. I like hearing about it. You know, they show. I'm, I was just talking about the radio show every Thursday. The, yeah. I listen to the corner. The, the yeah, it's fun. Corner. It's fun to listen to it. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were interested in that. Yeah. What's cool is that in this drama, you can see like how many days he has left until the discharge date. So this is like, like a countdown. Yeah, so the first episode is a D-Day 601. Wow, 601 <laughs> days. That's a lot. It's a year and a half. Right. That's how long, uh, almost how long my streak is in uh, Duolingo. <laughs> uh, you're, you're getting really good in Korean now. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just good in Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, this is a military story, but it's not 
like macho or you know it's not just like men talking about men's stuff yeah because it talks mean. about yeah. hazing um and then there are some issues of what it means to be separate from your family mm-hmm. friends and you hear about these stories from the deserters right it's not just about if you like military it's more like a real actually there's story. nothing about military in this except yeah. that the background is in a military i think this gotcha. can be in any situation right like it could be office it could be school right you know anytime there's like group of people and there's a good ones there's a bad one there's one in the middle right you try to make it you know even well i mean i'm interested in watching it now i think that was part of the reason why i never watched it because I don't, I'm not always interested in like a military story. Mm, yeah. And I didn't really know, you know, because the, there'll be like a little clip when you pass it. Right, right. So I wasn't really sure what the context of the story was. Right. I was just like, ah, oh, I don't know if I want to watch a military thing. Well, also, you know, these DP soldiers, they're, they spend a lot of time outside of base. Right. So they wear regular clothes. They don't want to be revealed. They're kind of like a yeah. undercover. Yeah, because they're chasing somebody down. Right. Yeah. So they can have their hair a little longer. They don't have to, like, shave right. it down. And So they're, like, going to the city or whatever. So, yeah, you see a lot of scenes, like, That's actually cool. outside. It's not always in the military. Right. I think it's interesting, too, the gun culture, the lack of gun culture in <laughs> Korea. Yeah. And uh, just that, you know, everyone just basically, they're okay with it. It's like, it's not, guns are not a part of the life. Yeah, you don't think about it and... Yeah, but but like if there's a military situation, you know, then they're ready to go. (laughs) Yeah. Just like what happened in the LA riots. It's like, that's how, that's what it's for, I feel like. I mean, that's why you have guns for those situations. Right. It's yeah. not, it shouldn't be just a plaything, you know. I think you learn it in boot camp. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. I think even if, because some people are like, they just spend two years being a cook, right? Right. You need to cook. You need. <laughs> right. Even like uh, my friend who became a Catholic priest, he, you can go in as a, like a Chef. army priest. Yeah. So you're yeah, like right. in the, for religious service, right? So there's medics too, like right. Medics, yeah, it's yeah. like a whole uh, its own society. Right. So there's every job and every position. So even if you spend two years cooking for people, or like my cousin, he was a driver for like some colonel or somebody. Right. So like you, you don't have to be necessarily in like you know like a regular army with a gun all the time. Like yeah, because I think during the boot camp you learn it. So I think that's enough. So yeah, people know how to use it. Well, before I close out, I just want to say, yeah, I want to give my condolences to the family who had issues with the military. Their son died in the military, severely injured, disabled because of whatever issues that were undiscovered and didn't get fair trial, didn't get fair treatment. I knew about that private show, right. uh, private union situation and that whole case. and But I didn't know all the details. Yeah. Because I knew, like, things happened in the military, so I was just thinking, like, oh, another whatever case, right? Right. 
but actually after I watched this drama, I looked into the case right. and I watched a couple of documentaries gotcha. made on the case and it was just, yeah, it was really shocking. Just, yeah, shocking and devastating. And, and even I, um, I also watched a documentary on the surgeon M who went on um, shooting spree. Right. And there was an interview of his dad and I mean that guy's alive it's just he killed other people he's right. in jail forever now right. right so there was an interview of his dad and you know watching all those it's just yeah yeah it's really sad and you know, I'm it's, it's the, a shame yeah it's a shame that it has to happen that way you know I'm a pro unification person like yeah. I want Korea to be united yeah re reunited and I think if that happens. Korea doesn't have to have this mandatory service anymore. Hopefully not. Right. Because that's really the reason that we started having this right. system. So, yeah, I think a lot can change. Well, they won't have to worry about an army anymore in South Korea because they'll just have the North Korean army, <laughs> which is the <laughs> entire male population, essentially. <laughs> Supposedly stronger. Well, I mean, I don't know. the thing is, you're not going to just change those people overnight. You know, it's like, right. oh, you don't have to be soldiers anymore. They'd be like, what is my purpose? Right. You know. Yeah, that's true. It's funny though. Think about. No, I think that's a good point though. And yeah, it, it's just a, it's a crappy situation. So it's good that a show like this can come out and just, you know, illuminate. Right. And bring awareness and also entertain. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Let me know what you think about this. Yeah, I, I'm excited. It's very digestible. It's six <laughs> episodes. It's a cool premise. And also, the cool thing is now there's going to be a season two, perhaps. Yes. So, And that doesn't always happen up. in Korean drama. So it's rare, yeah. That tells you how popular this was. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for letting me know about this one. Yeah, I yeah. didn't have any idea that this is what that was about. DP. So, right. I would like to hear from you what you thought about this show or something else that I've talked about in different episodes. Yeah, email us. Please subscribe. Please download. <laughs> Please listen. We're so close to that 1 million subscriber. We're at, what are we at now? Just since we've started talking, it's 999,980. So we only need 20 more subscribers. Just be one of those subscribers. And we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'll see you in two weeks. All right. Bye. Bye.